Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Weekly String Podcast, where there are no strings attached. I'm your host, Silas, and I'm accompanied by my co-host. Hi, how are we doing, everyone? All right, that's Aiden. Uh, I thought he was going to say his name there. That would have been kind of cool. Um, all right, so this is the first episode. Uh, we would like to thank you for coming and talking, listening to us talk. Uh, this podcast has been long long time in the running uh we've been trying to get this started here and here we are uh so aiden do you want to maybe discuss what what we want to cover and the things that we want to do here yeah so here we are our first podcast ever um it's been taking a little while but like you said we've got it up and running uh so what we're going to be discussing is news things that have come around hot topics things that will get people either offended or like mad at us so we're just going to deal with that you can say whatever you want so we like to uh, live on the edge we do we're very um very dangerous uh-huh could be canceled oh right. yeah we're so, counting uh, on it we are so what do we want to do for our first topic we have a couple popping up here um i think we could do something very current right now we could do the super bowl oh we yeah do that and the for halftime sure. show yep that's, <laughs> right. that's on everybody's mind i'm sure right yeah it was it was great wasn't it <laughs> um yeah it i enjoyed it i uh wasn't my favorite it was i don't think it lived up to the hype that uh I, some one of the ladies that was working there was like this is anticipated to be the best ever uh, i don't think it hit that mark but i i enjoyed it um right. it, it was a little uncomfortable at times you know sitting there around around the tv with family you know enjoying some appetizers and whatnot and then there's you know 50 cent with with women twerking on him um but you know other than that the the music is was okay yeah i found the 50 cent uh part was very interesting there were uh at the party i went to at least i went to one of my buddy's parties uh there was a couple kids around <laughs> and and that part kind of just appeared real quick yeah sucked the air out of the room yeah it was a little interesting yeah, no, I understand that. I, I was watching with uh, family members and my parents and, you know, they, they weren't big fans of that. Um, but yeah, 50 Cent was a nice surprise. You know, he wasn't on the list of performers. He uh, he he looked like a full dollar. Um, he, he was a little little chunky there, but, you know, good for him. You know, um, talking, you know, and you know what else is is a bit chunky uh, inflation which is another topic we'll get into. Yes, uh, it is. But yeah, so talking about the Super Bowl, um, I thought it was a pretty disappointing finish, kind of anticlimactic. I was pulling for the Bengals there. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it was all right. It was a fun fun night regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what were your thoughts on, on the rest of, of the show? Well, I think uh, the best part was uh, probably Eminem and uh, how he was taking a knee. I like that. I think that um, that that at that exact moment, like racism was defeated, as Jake Coco uh, said on his Twitter. Um, it was very, uh, very um, enlightening. I thought it was very uh, special. I was surprised yeah. that none of the uh, players were doing that when the anthem came out. So to see Eminem was doing it, it, it meant a lot to me. I think that was um, very, ah, the words, the words are escaping me, but yeah, you, you very, just felt um, it emotionally. Very patriotic. Yeah. Yeah. It hit you. 
Uh, yeah. yeah, for me, that moment, I, at first when I was watching it, I just thought it was part of the show. I didn't realize that it was it was like a kneeling in protest thing because um, I wasn't expecting that to, to happen. I was like, really? Uh, when I heard that, I was I was a bit surprised. I did find it funny was that the NFL as a company, they banned that people from doing that. Uh, but it actually just came out that they were totally aware that he was going to do that and didn't bat an eye. So, you know. NFL is going to NFL and, you know, do, do their thing. Um, right. So it's, it's disappointing. I, I don't support the kneeling of the flag. I think if you, if you want to protest, do that in your, um, do it on the free, in your free time, or if you're on the bench or whatever, doing something, but during the national anthem, I find it to be very disrespectful and, you know, people will have their, their opinions for it or against it. Uh, that's where I stand. I think, I, I don't right. think it's the time for it. And I don't know if you have anything to say for that. Uh, no, I think where you're standing is perfect. And um, I think Eminem should also try and stand. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's getting old. His his knees might have just buckled. That is true. You know? I, 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 I like that version of the story better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that works out. Um, yeah, so I think for the rest of the show, it was it, it was it was OK. You know, I, I like Dr. Dre, I thought he did pretty well. Um, wasn't impressed with with Snoop Dogg. And do you have any idea who that lady was? The blonde lady? No. Neither did I. Not. And you know, I felt I felt like I was witnessing an exorcism when I watched her performance. It was a it was a little bold to say. It was least. interesting. Yeah, it was. There was a lot going on. I did <laughs> like the white though. The white contrast was nice. All right, too far there, but that's. <laughs> Uh, all right uh so we'd mentioned inflation if we want to take just a huge jump from from football to some uh some financial political stuff but uh i found this to be interesting uh cat turd on twitter said he shared a photo and it's uh, a contrast between president biden's uh start of presidency the inflation rate to one year in office uh where he started at was 1.4 percent which is below the projected two percent that uh that they claim we want to be at every year you know two percent every year uh so when he started when he took over uh he was actually below that and we are now currently a year in at uh seven percent inflation so Yeah, so you want to maybe comment on that? Yeah, that's a huge uh, blow for America right now. That's pretty rough. I mean, we're seeing it every day in our stores and gas stations. Mm -hmm. And the housing industry right now is having huge drop. Even if you were to go on to simple like marketplaces that were like eBay or Facebook or anything like that, everything has risen in price. Right now, where we are, there's snow. And vehicles like snowmobiles and snow tires and all that are getting crazy expensive right now from what they mm-hmm. used to be, which is insane. Yeah. And uh, it, I found this to be interesting. The, the president uh, tweeted uh, the quote, the ads during last night's Super Bowl were clear. The future of the audio, auto industry is electric. My administration is making historic investments in electric vehicles and is building a nationwide network of EV chargers, creating good paying union jobs. Now, right. all that. he made a tweet um, saying that he was changing all the uh, presidential vehicles into electric. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of people that know me. I'm a huge fan of Tesla's. I like EVs. Uh, but what are your thoughts on 
do you think that this is a bit of a slap to the face to the to the low to middle class people in the United States that are taking a massive hit uh, with the 7% inflation where people can barely pay for groceries and gas and the president is flaunting saying, hey, uh, and I believe it was it was uh, Pete Buttigieg also said this was basically, hey, go buy an EV. Um, I, I feel like it's a bit. Uh, yeah, do your bit, part. It's a bit pompous to, to look at these people that are struggling and say, hey, go buy this car for fifty, sixty thousand dollars at least. Um, or it, the the lowest right now is around thirty five thousand for for an EV. But even that is massive for for people that might be living paycheck to paycheck or just living pretty frugal lives. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. It's definitely insulting because both of us were not really high up on our families aren't really well off, but they're well enough off. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that um, I think it, even for us, it'd be a little hard to purchase an EV and even the area we're in EVs aren't the best because of the Mm -hmm. winter change and all that. So I've had had discussions like this before. Um, Like I said, I, I like EVs, but the, the idea of, of purchasing something of that, price in a place like where we're at it just not it doesn't make sense you know you i don't think uh somebody asked me last night and said do you think that we will actually end up 100 percent electric and i'm not against it but i did say that i highly doubt that we anytime soon would reach that point because there's just so much of our infrastructure and our way of life that requires um, say fossil fuel, like you mentioned, the snowmobiles and people use those for work. And Correct. in in a place like where we're at, batteries could corrode and die because it's freezing cold. You know, if it's forty below zero, and I think that it's also we're hilly. You know, you're not going to get the projected mileage that it's promoting on the on the thing because you're going up and down and whatnot. So I think it's such, it's just so so. Um, oblivious to everyday life i think when these politicians that are are living these these high lives um for i say for the president for five decades now he forgets where forgets where the majority of the people are and that these things aren't possible correct yeah i think it's definitely like what you were saying with batteries and corrosion uh here and especially along the coast where there's salt that will corrode the batteries mm-hmm. way quicker if you are on Interland. So expenses of repairs and stuff and um, needing the exact tools to repair it, it's no longer going to be a quick at-home fix. You will have to probably bring it to a, if say if it was a Tesla, you have to bring it to a Tesla dealership and have them repair it mm-hmm. with their special tools and time. And that's not something that we have available to us in areas like this, you know, unless you're driving few hours. Um, stuff like that is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I agree. It is definitely a far stretch for us if you were to own a Tesla to um, bring it somewhere. Now, there are some mechanics around here that probably do have the tools and have been updating their systems. But at the moment, I know that a lot of shops around us do not have those things. And if you were to bring a Tesla to them, they would have to deny you, not because they don't want to work on it, but because they physically can't. They just don't have the tools and the knowledge to. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I guess so combining the EV talk to back to the Super Bowl, we saw um, a new ad for the Polestar 2 EV, which is uh, a Cadillac brand that is now supposedly trying to combat Tesla and bringing in a cheaper EV option. Um, what are your thoughts on, I don't know if you saw the ad and if you, if you like the vehicle or just what, what are your opinions on that? Um, I was surprised that there was a two involved. I never really heard of the first one. So mm -hmm. to have a two was very interesting, but, um, I think it's actually good that Tesla does have some competition because it does allow for improvements and mm -hmm. this will actually better the EV industry. Cause I don't hate the EV, EV industry. No, I think no, that it's no. a very, it's a very smart way of doing things, but it is not as eco-friendly as they want to say it is mm -hmm. in the long run. Yeah, but, that's something that people don't understand is, is the resources and the effort that it takes to build the battery. I mean, it, it's kind of like an endless cycle. You you need, say, something like, you know, you need something like fracking to get uh, resources to build the battery. And until you until we're at the point where you can use a battery to make a battery, it's it's an endless loop. And I, I yeah, I agree with you. There's a lot of things that people don't understand about the process that's actually very bad for the environment um as well as something i'll i'll mention after you finish yep but no i think I, I i like the car it looks stylish it's better than the cyber truck at the moment so that's a one up i think it is uh cool to see that more companies are coming in and they are trying to go up against tesla i saw chevy had a couple vehicles mm -hmm. truck is a little iffy but they they'll work with that but I think it is cool that there are uh, companies that are going up against Tesla and they're making Tesla think, making them figure out how they can make their cars better and maybe even cheaper. Maybe it's, this is good because it will bring car prices down. I agree. I, it is funny. I saw somebody tweeted that they said, Oh wow, that Polestar ad did a really great job of making people think about Tesla. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a, really interesting market and one that a lot of companies can get into. And I think plenty of them should. I don't think that we should necessarily abandon, try to abandon um, fossil fuels yet. I'm obviously, you know, preserve the earth, but I don't think it's worth um, everybody going farther into debt because we just recently hit the uh, was it the $30 trillion mark as a country, which is, you know, go us, you know, we have the highest, uh, not, I don't know if we have the highest, but that's pretty high. Uh, but yeah, what I was going to say before about, uh, batteries and things was, it was really, really funny. Um, I think it was maybe BMW or I forget the brand, but, uh, one of these big name companies created an EV and they were showing it off and they said, and they had it plugged into the, into the charging port. And the people, uh, the charging port was was built into a building, and then the reporters that were asking, saying, "Where is this charging port getting its uh, power?" They said, "Well, it's from the building." And they said, "Where's the building getting it?" Um, it's from the, the the power people, you know, down the road. So, when it just kind of shows a bit of behind the curtain, is that right. even when you're even when you're thinking that you're doing so good. Um, you know, getting an EV and you're using a battery, the power that's powering the battery is still coming from a a generator or a, a power plant that's running off of fossil fuels. And so I think that's, that's one of those, those things that people, um, myself included, I'd love, I love to educate myself more on 
on this subject. And I think it's, it's a good thing to encourage people to, to do that more and more. Right. Dig in a little deeper. Don't just look at the surface. Exactly. And I think that's a lot of different subjects as well. Right. Yeah. We could talk about EV vehicles all day. <laughs> um, I guess swapping over. Um, so it's reported that tomorrow, uh, Washington, D.C. will be dropping their vaccine mandate. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, it's actually interesting that DC started that. I would, I'm I was surprised. not expecting it. I would expect either Texas or Florida to do that first. So to see DC, the, um, capital of like, that's just interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to, my guess is that, um, as we all know, the, the freedom convoys it's called up in Canada, um, these truckers are, are doing a lot. And I just recently saw that in, uh, in Israel, there actually is now a convoy going to combat these restrictions. And I had recently heard about a week ago that there were rumors that there was going to be an American convoy making its way to DC. And, um, you know, I'm sure that they will come up with a reason and they'll, they'll try to keep the publicity down as well as best they can for these truckers. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is possibly um, a preemptive strike to keep a convoy from heading down to DC. Right. Yeah. I feel that they are getting a little scared Um, because it is definitely interesting to see Canada uh, actually come together right now and doing this uh, Mm -hmm. protest against masks and vaccines. When most of the truckers are vaccinated, we have seen that a lot of the truckers are vaccinated, but they still want freedom. Yeah. So it's not about the vaccine or the mask mandate. It's strictly about freedom. Yeah. And I think that it's a very divisive part of the media as a, as a whole um, does this a lot. But I constantly, I mean, for the last two, two and a half years, has it been now, that if you questioned anything, you were seen as, oh, you're anti this, you're anti that, and you were seen as an enemy. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm fully vaxxed, but I... Preferably, I didn't really want to be, but I, I did it right. um, for so then I had full opportunity to do what I wanted, which still in some cases is not the case. But um, point being, I'm vaccinated, but I don't like mandates and I don't think that they should be mandated. Um, I don't uh, I wear a mask when required. I hate them and I don't think that they're very useful, really useful at all. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I will do it out of respect and, you know, doing, following the rules, but yeah, I'm anti-mask. I don't think that they're helpful. Do, am I anti-vaccine? No, vaccines are great. Am I anti-mandate? Absolutely. And right. so I don't, I don't know where you stand on that. No, I agree with you. Um, there are definitely, if you want to wear your mask then wear your mask, but don't hold other people down if they don't want to, that is personally their choice. And if, you had the vaccine and the mask. I don't understand what the worry is for people that don't. If the mask and the vaccine protect you, then why you're worried, I don't understand. That's the hot button question, isn't it? That is. That's that's the question that will get kicked out of rooms. Well, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I recently, um, I think it was yesterday, somebody had sent me a, uh, a message. Let me try and pull it up here, where it showed that apparently uh, the FDA in their virtual meeting yesterday, so a couple of days ago, where they quote, we were falsely misled by Pfizer about the safety of the vaccine. 
heart attacks are heart attacks are 71 times higher than other vaccines. The vaccines are killing two people for every one life saved. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, that was at four hours and 20 minute mark in their uh, vaccines and related biological prod projects or sorry, products advisory committee meeting. Uh, so where can you find that again? Just so we have that credible source. Yeah, so uh, it was Francis Boulay on Twitter tweeted that, and then it was uh, on YouTube. If you find the Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee meeting by the FDA at four four hours and 20 minutes. Um, Yeah, so you can- I just want that on record for us. Yeah, no problem. And so, yeah, that they talk about how uh, people are actually dying from the vaccine um, and that Pfizer misled. And then I also- on top of that, or on top of Pfizer's uh, misdoings, I see this, that the CEO of Moderna deleted his Twitter and dumped $400 million of Moderna stock. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be two, the two biggest companies pushing vaccines, um, doing some pretty questionable things. So right, you know, do with it as you will. Right. Yeah, that's... That's a little sketchy. I didn't know about that. This is new news to me. Yeah. So it, it's a whole mess. And I, I try to, when I talk to people about things, I've tried to become more understanding. And I guess I respect people's decisions. And I think that that's something that um, I think we can all do is start respecting people's decisions, whether we like it or not. Um, I mean, for years now, it's, I've, I've tried to be cordial people and then, you know, I get called a lot of names and people don't like that. So I, th- I think that, I think it will help if, if people would, like we said earlier, do more research as well as just respecting others. Right. Yeah. For a lot of us who um, don't want the vaccine or don't want to wear the masks for us to do both of those things, um, there's a lot, it shows a lot of respect and a lot that we do care about your own opinion. Um. So to see that people who are yelling at others that they don't want to wear the mask or the vaccine is uh, very interesting. Kind of yeah. shows the polar sides right now. And I don't want to say it's Democratic versus Republican because that's the big spiel right now. But, but mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're looking at when it comes to the news and um, diversity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a big old mess of. And I think that I think that the the media is not helping things whatsoever. No. Um, I think it's becoming worse and worse when when the media is telling you it's left versus right, or it's Republican versus Democrat, or it's black versus white. Um, it it just it divides people, and it's not useful. Um, and I wish that I wish that there was a way that we could kind of reset things and and be able to trust. Um, not just the media, but be able to trust one another because I think that that trust has been taken away from a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I think the last time America has seen true um, just bonding, I guess, between everyone and everyone kind of accepting each other and respecting each other. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, male, female, you know, majority or minority. I think the biggest time we uh, saw that last was, um, days after 9-11 mm-hmm. where everyone came together and America as a whole saw the, the greater enemy and it wasn't just each other because we're not we're Americans we're not enemies to each other we need to bond mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah. um, that needs to happen with that should we have another 9-11 no probably not <laughs> but no, we definitely, def- definitely not 
we definitely need to um figure the things out we need to stop fighting each other as much mm-hmm. yeah I, that's one of those those things where even though we we weren't even born yet um when i watch when i watch a video of of george w bush um delivering that speech to to the new yorkers there and uh having his arm around arm around the firefighter or the the next couple of days when he went to the baseball game and he throws this pitch and you just see you could see in in his eyes as well as just the the crowds and the people this camaraderie and this way of of understanding saying everything that's going on um everything that was going on it's not it's horrible and especially and then as the the attack happens it just gets worse and worse but even through all of that we were able to persevere and like you said come together and i think people have just they've, they've lost sight of that and it's become such a culture war of you know i you have to have it this way or you have to have it this way and there there are issues that i'm personally i would die on i would die on the hill and i wouldn't let up but there's a lot of minuscule things that are being fought over or um kind of tossed around that it it really is causing a lot of division a lot of problem Right. And I feel like the news is definitely throwing um, either side of the news, either it's Fox News or NBC or CNN. They're um, definitely throwing in some interesting uh, topics and different things that have gone on, mm-hmm. either when it comes to uh, presidents or when it comes to like the Super Bowl now. It is very interesting to see that they are picking away at any little detail or any little thing to try and get us all riled up together. Yeah. I, I definitely. I notice that all the time. And even though, um, obviously anybody that knows us, we're, we're, we're pretty, we lean pretty far right, but I, I see things on, whether it be on Twitter or just on the news. And, um, and I do, I see a lot of headlines that, Oh, this person did this or said this. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily promote giving the benefit of doubt in all situations, but there are, there are definitely instances where I'll see a headline and then I watch the clip and I go, that, that was definitely put up um, to turn to turn eyes towards the news, but it's not, it's not that accurate. Um, right. And that, and honestly, in my opinion, it, it happens more so on one side than the other, but it definitely, definitely happens on both sides. Right. I think what's happening right now is a while ago the news used to be this the credible source that's what you go to to know your true facts Mm -hmm. but as times have gone um the news has turned heavily into the media type of stage where it's almost like youtube and clickbait where if they can get your eyes looking if they can get your head turned then they instantly have your attention and they know that you either click onto their subscription so you can get Mm -hmm. instant news or you'll be watching their television feed which also gets some money in their pockets so is news has to be real or not either way they are going to make money as long as you're watching and you're entertained Mm -hmm. um yeah so i guess we've i feel like we've we've talked on that for quite a bit um what about the olympics um have you watched any of that I have not, but I've heard some pretty interesting things of people um, transferring over the year American American citizenship uh, for Chinese citizenship, mm-hmm. which is very which is very interesting. Yep i I also have have 
kind of purposely stayed clear of uh of watching that i'm i'm not a fan of of the things done by by a lot of the i guess uh people running running the show right um but yeah i i've seen a lot of stuff about that some some positives you know you you see uh sean white snowboarding again and uh he he announced his retirement which was you know very very nice and heartwarming for americans um i know locally we we have a an alumnus of our school was was there at the olympics and that's a a big thing for our local people um but yeah like you said i i'm seeing both um some very questionable things about people's character and them as athletes as well as um as well as the whole process as a i keep saying the whole the whole process <laughs> and the way that the people are being treated in the hotels and uh quarantine and all this stuff it's it's uh, pretty difficult to right swallow. i've seen i've seen some of the foods that have been given and their treatment as you were saying it's mm. it's kind of sad to see that this is our um olympics this year especially in 2022 when we're hopefully getting over the curve of covid this is a kind of a setback i Mm -hmm. guess yeah it's yeah i i foresee that um i foresee that shortly after this i think that china will will very likely uh make another grab at at taiwan and it's it's very very difficult to to see that uh, what are what are your thoughts on say uh, the the Russia and Ukraine situation right now? Uh, very interesting between Russia and Ukraine and also uh, America trying to push in on that. Mm-hmm. I think because um, we have a couple people, I have a couple buddies that are actually going to be getting deployed over near uh, U- Ukraine at the end of this year. Um, so it's actually kind of interesting to see that we're putting so many Americans already over there without knowing the true outcome. Yeah, um, and I think by doing that, we are going to cause a lot more commotion, a lot more stir than we actually need to. I understand that Russia aren't our friends as Americans, but I think um, kind of watching the situation instead of kind of putting more fuel into the fire is a more um, like smart approach to it. Mm-hmm. You think more I, diplomatic or? Well. I don't really know. It's a very interesting situation. It's very interesting how quick uh, Russia kind of pushed in on this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think a little bit more discussion and less heavy-headedness. But I definitely do think that if anything does break out, we should definitely um, be ready for it. I just don't think mm-hmm. we need to be putting so many troops over that this very second. Yeah, I'm I'm of the personal belief. Um, I I'm one that I would i would rather see those resources being you know put on our own borders and the the ways that we can protect our our own country um though i i don't necessarily want to leave an ally like ukraine out out in the wind um but i definitely think that the current administration is is doing a bit more damage than it is good um as i'm seeing both both ukrainian diplomats as well as its citizens uh unrest is rising people are, are getting scared um and i we saw we saw this um we saw this in afghanistan and i think that this this current administration just does not know what it's doing when it comes to uh 
international relations. And I think, I think there could be a very big problem that will arise out of what could have been a very small problem. Right. Yeah. I definitely think, like I said earlier, putting soldiers here is definitely, um, it definitely is putting Russia on edge. I mean, that's, that's a given. I think if we were to have Canada kind of going at war with Russia and uh, Russia would be putting a bunch of naval boats near us. It would definitely be scaring us a little bit. So mm-hmm. to have us putting a bunch of troops over near Ukraine is, um, I think that might, if we're not careful, that will definitely poke Russia into thinking they have to do something now instead of just backing mm-hmm. off. Yeah. When this first started, I did not, I did not personally think that Russia was actually going to um, invade Ukraine. I thought it was just going to be a military kind of flex around showing what they have, showing that they can. Um, and I think that that's also been China's standpoint with Taiwan is, is flying bombers over and just kind of flaunting that saying, hey, we have that ability and we're not really scared of you anymore. Um, and as soon as I say this, people will immediately think, um, oh, he's just being a Trumper. But when President Trump was in office, he had China and Russia kind of on a leash. They, there was an understanding that we're in charge. You know, we're, we, we are the superpower here. And right now, that fear that um, and plenty of people that will say, oh, we don't want to live in fear. Well, I think when it comes to a military, um, I like being the biggest and the strongest. And I think that it was a healthy fear that they had in us. And I think that that is completely uh, evaporated. I don't think that there is any respect or, or worry currently. And I think that, that right now, um, I can't say for sure whether there would be a full Russian invasion or not, but I think that um, it's getting closer than it was or it could have been if we had a different administration for sure. Correct. I, um, I definitely think it's interesting that um, Ukraine is actually, they don't have enough people to fight this war on their own. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Russia is going for them first, because at the moment, Ukraine is trying to call for any uh, civilians that can actually like are healthy enough to fight in the war. It's basically a draft, but they're not calling that. They're not calling it that. Yeah, it's not mandatory, but it, it's right. a calling to arms for sure. Right. So I think... Russia knows how small Ukraine's um, army is, and I think they're going for them first. Now, the bigger question is, once they have Ukraine, who are they going for next? It's kind of like a Vietnam sense. Yeah. I, yeah, people, I think for the last, you know, 20, 30 years, or yeah, about 20 years, we've had so much focus on the Middle East and in Afghanistan and things of the such that, um, I think that people have kind of forgotten the the size and the uh, the odds there are in the world because when we've been so focused on one small place and that's kind of been seen as oh that's that's the problem area um, we've lost the we've lost the magnitude that was World War II when you understand what a world war is and the way that one it's like a chessboard when one thing happens it creates a domino effect. And uh, I think people are, hopefully people are kind of waking up to this, realizing um, a little feud between Russia and Ukraine, once we get involved, well, now it's United States and Russia, and then China goes, oh, we want to get in on this. And then it's now US versus China and Russia, and then we have to get our allies. And then North Korea sees what China is doing and rounds up. And it's it's this horrible um, 
kind of snowball effect is running down this hill faster and faster. And uh, it's, we're, we're very close um, relatively. I think we're very close to Matt of a war that, that has not been um, right. It's not been seen for the last, you know, 75 years. And right. this current generation just doesn't understand it and not to be a boomer, but I think that that's the problem that the boomers have with the younger generation is that, Oh, I worked from when I was, you know, 10 years old until I was 75. I fought in world war two and Vietnam and all these things. And uh, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think that the current generation myself included in that, but I don't think that the current generation understands how great it has it. Right. And I think if we were to see, not saying that I hope we don't, but if we were to see another um, world war, it would be far different and far scarier than Mm -hmm. um, even Vietnam. Our technology has advanced so far that we wouldn't even need to send soldiers over. Like Russia wouldn't even need to send a soldier over here on a plane to try and drop a bomb if they want to. We have drones that can do that. They can sit at home in their comfy little trailer way out in the woods somewhere. As long as they have radio signal and a satellite that's telling that drone where to go, that's all it takes, Mm -hmm. which is very uh, scary. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, in today's world, we now have technology um, far more advanced than, than what could have ever been imagined, you know, back in the days of World War II or even Vietnam. And we also have um, nuclear power now that, I mean, there was the Cold War and the the Cuba Missile Crisis where we were, everybody was terrified that we were all going to be blown up. Well, now we're at a point where that is easier than it ever has been. Um, and we have, you know, trigger happy um powers such as north korea for instance that they very much want that to be the case they want to um take things over and it 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 definitely is very scary and yeah i i remember and i mean if if the military is right for i know this is your case but if it's right for somebody that's awesome i mean i support you fully i'm I'm such a huge supporter of the military, but it's not something that I view to be where I would be best suited. Um, And I think that that has definitely become, um, kind of lost my train of thought there, but (laughs) I think that just, yeah, people don't understand um, what it takes to, to keep what has been built so far. And I don't think that they understand the, the magnitude of the situation. Right. We can't have peace without sacrifice. And I think right now we have, have um, been living in a very long, peaceful state. Even with this whole COVID pandemic, it has been very um, easy on us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, the United States as a whole has been in a pretty great spot for, for a couple decades now. Um, I mean, and obviously, and that, that's not to that's not to discredit the the men and women that have been overseas that have been doing um the fighting because it's very easy for me to say oh yeah for 20 years you know i've been doing great because but I, through their sacrifices the reason why you're able to say that exactly that, that so is as long point. as you're able to acknowledge that it is um it's very important and i think a lot right now uh, our generation and the generation um just older than us 
um, don't recognize that and don't want to recognize it because uh, the moment they start thinking about that is the moment they start to feel grief about it. And the moment they can't live in their society where they think everything has been nice and handed to them without any sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like obviously want to make sure it's known that um, not everybody is, is living dandy. Not everybody is, is having it great. Um, There's even people that have better financial situations. There's mental issues um, and the, the millions of people that don't, are not living in a good financial spot. We're not trying to, to say that, oh, chin up, pal, you, you have it so great. Um, but I think we're, I guess I'll, not to speak for you, but I think that we're saying on an international uh, militarial stance where we've been pretty well off. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Well, so- um, we're coming up on the, on towards the hour mark. And I'm, uh, if there was anything else you wanted to cover, or uh, we're going to wind down. Um, I, don't, I think we covered a lot of what we could today. I think we'll save a couple more for um, later. I think for today, this is as a starter episode. I think we've covered a lot. I think we've kind of covered what um, we are about mm-hmm. and kind of what our viewpoint is. Um, if if you, the listener, have any suggestions or comments or you just want to hate on us, go ahead, do that. Um, we do have an Instagram, right? Do we have that set up? Uh, are we, we're getting it set up. Yes. Um, uh, if, if in the meantime, uh, my personal Instagram is, uh, is Silas the pair, uh, one, one moment. Yeah. And, uh, if you want to, if you want to say yours, uh, right. Uh, mine is just, um, Aiden Codling. <laughs> All right. It's pretty basic. Yeah. So if, you want to send us a, a, a DM or something of the sort, uh, go for it. If you've, if you've reached this point and you're listening to this, we're pretty happy. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. If there's any ideas on what you'd like to hear from us, or if uh, just feedback on what you've already heard is greatly appreciated. Right. But uh, yeah, I think that's wrapping it up. I think that's, I, I, I hope it was a pretty good episode. Um, for our starting episode, I think it went smoother than I, uh, anticipated, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we will definitely have a couple more things to talk about. I do have some stuff, um, with Valentine's day, but I don't want to spoil too much about that because I want to save that for next episode. So, all right. Well, thank you all for listening to the first episode of the weekly string podcast where there are no strings attached. I am your host Silas and my co-host here, Aiden. Uh, Wish you a very happy Valentine's Day. And uh, yeah, have a good week. All right. Have fun, everyone.